Hey everyone, this week on the Food About Town podcast, I talked with Heidi Grenick, the owner of Moonlight Creamery in Fairport. We talked a little bit about her background and how she ended up starting an ice cream shop, um, how she works with the community, uh, a little bit about a couple of the events they're doing, including a charity event in February, and an event that actually happened last week with their uh, graduating seniors from high school. Um, take a listen, hope you guys enjoy, and uh, see you back next week. Hey everybody, I'm here at Moonlight Creamery, and uh, I'm here with the owner, correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, what's your full name? My name is Heidi Grenick. I'm one of the two owners here at Moonlight. I have a business partner named Jeff Seidel. Okay. So, it's a beautiful day here in Fairport, isn't it? It is. Beautiful. Perfect weather. Sunny. Say finally, it's not scorching hot every day. I'm pretty not happy. Scorching about hot, that. And not raining. Those Although are. <laughs> I suppose I suppose that's good for you guys when it's scorching hot. You know, not um, surprisingly, not. If it's really, really hot, I think most people just decide that it's easier to stay home in the air conditioning than it is to come out. So, our sweet spot tends to be those beautiful 75 to 80 degree sunny days, not too humid. Walk along the canal. Walk along the canal, yeah, get some ice cream. It's a beautiful thing. So. What's your background before starting Moonlight Creamery? So my background is in um, actually mechanical engineering. So I have um, a degree in mechanical engineering, um, undergraduate as well as a master's degree in manufacturing from Cornell University. And I have a master's in business administration from uh, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. So um, my background had nothing to do with ice cream or dairy or food science or anything like right, that. Right, you were slacking off before you made ice cream is yeah, what it sounds like. Yeah, you know, so I work, uh, I have a day job. I work full-time at Xerox and um, Beautiful. I enjoy it. I work right now, I work in the research group. I've had a bunch of different jobs, but the current it's, job is in the research organization doing and that's, business that's, development. Yeah, it's a great uh, great research company over there at Xerox. Yeah, I mean, we're doing great, interesting, fun things. I mean, really making a difference on, and reinventing the company, so it's pretty exciting. Very exciting, especially for a company like Xerox. Yeah, yeah. So what was your background in cooking? Was there any, or is this just... Oh, a- I don't cook at all. <laughs> like, I'm a heater. <laughs> My kids would tell you that I'm a heater. I heat things up. Um, yeah, I mean, cooking's never been like, sort of a, a passion for me at all. I... Um, I do like the creativity, but I'm fortunate that we have a very strong staff that enjoys making ice cream. Um, So I work a lot on uh, coming up with ideas for the ice cream, but I turn the execution over to people who are much better in the kitchen than I've ever been. See, that's good delegation. This is stuff we learn as engineers. Yes, that's what I learned in business school, (laughs) how to get other people to do the hard part. Absolutely. So... I read a little bit about the background on the website. How, how did you end up starting the starting the business here? So um, my business partner, uh, Jeff, and I live across the street from each other. And about six years ago, actually just over six years ago, we celebrated our sixth anniversary a couple of days ago. Um, I was out actually one night. I was mowing the lawn and started to think about uh, things that we could do in the community. And, and Jeff is a contractor. He had just uh, been putting the finishing touches on the building that we're sitting in and I knew he had this beautiful retail space so um, after 
uh, after I was done mowing the lawn, I saw him outside. I said, Jeff, I have this great idea for your building. And as it turns out, he had very similar ideas um, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to put together something that we could uh, have some fun with and have some creative uh, outlets different than our day job. I mean, that's where the name came from, right? We moonlight here. See, I, uh, I thought so, <laughs> but I'm like, all right, that's witty. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's where the name came from. Uh, we both have uh, very busy day jobs, but we thought this would be not only something where we could have some fun, but also is a way to get back to the community, um, teach young people what it's like to have a job and the sort of things that, that go along with um, having a job. So learning some responsibility as well as what it means to work. And uh, at the same time, just like I said, having some fun with it and being able to exercise skills that we don't do in our day jobs. So, so why ice cream? Was that the idea right away or was that... Something that you both came up with together. Yeah, you know, interestingly, we both sort of had the idea for ice cream independently. Um, I don't know that we ever thought we were going to get this far into it. I think initially we thought we were going to purchase a really high-quality product from another producer. Sure. Um, But as we got into it, the more we realized it would be way more fun to make our own flavors and do our own things. So... um, so we initially had, had the concept for just a, an ice cream parlor. And then as we started to get the ball rolling, um, we started actually working with a, a group of students down at Cornell University and developing a concept for the place. And it just sort of expanded from there. So now in addition to ice cream, we do the pastries and the artisan chocolate. And we have a full coffee bar and um, wine and beer. Wow. <laughs> so... So we've really kind of uh, taken the idea of ice cream and, and stretched it a little bit beyond what I think any of us were expecting. Yeah, it's when definitely we started. more. Yeah, it's definitely more than a corner scoop shop, you know. Yeah, well, we 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 try to focus on the experience, right? So um, we call it the fifteen-minute vacation. We want people to come in and be able to check out from their their daily life and, and enjoy their friends and family for a few minutes. So. Yeah, and I think the environment's pretty successful in doing so. It's very very relaxing it's not too modern or it's, it's very comfortable great great we have one of the things that we really tried to focus on was making a place where to your point uh, everybody could be comfortable so we wanted it to be upscale and nice where uh, people might be you know interested in taking a date sure you know? but at the same time we didn't want you know, people with small kids like at the time my kids were very young we didn't want it to be a place where people felt like they couldn't take their kids either, right? Nobody's going to freak out if their kid drops ice cream in here, right? <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you know, we want to make sure that it's, it's got the right vibe for, for older people as well. Absolutely. I think it, it does meet that, and it's um, pretty unique in that side. I mean, it's, it's also a pretty sizable place for an ice cream park. It right is. Now. Yep, it is. Because most, most places are kind of hole in the walls, and it's, uh, it's a nice change of pace. Right. Thanks. Um, so you're talking about you're open for six years so far. Has it mm-hmm. been successful business-wise? You're pretty happy with things so far? We are. We are. I mean, certainly um, there's been the ups and downs. I mean, well, if, if you could have timed, you know, opening to when the the economy tanked, I mean, we almost nailed it perfectly. So. <laughs> 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 Let's pick the worst possible time to open a, a luxury product business, sure, right? Sure, right. But... Um, but no, so I mean, we've gotten through a couple of challenging lean years at well, the sure. beginning, but uh, our, our uh, base has grown consistently, and we couldn't be happier. It's definitely been um, a fun ride. Absolutely. So what makes your ice cream 
premium and what differentiates it from you know the big brands we all know and sort of love kind of sure so um (laughs) our ice cream is a super premium ice cream so in new york state that means something very specific it means it has to have at least 14 percent butter fat Mm -hmm. um most commercial bought ice creams i mean there are exceptions obviously of course usually the smaller the package in the grocery store the higher the butter fat right (laughs) But uh, most, like, you know, what you would think of as the store brands are somewhere between uh, 10 and 12% butter fat. Mm-hmm. Um, anything below 10%, it's not legally ice cream in New York State. So um, so ours is a 14% butter fat. Um, I like, a lot of people tend to focus on that number when it comes to quality. Yeah. But it's only really one of the determinants of quality ice cream. Um, most people don't realize ice cream is a foam. It's a liquid suspended in air. And one of the kind of tricks of the trade is how much air you put in your ice cream. And that really has a huge impact on the mouthfeel of the ice Mm -hmm. cream. So what I like to to tell people, especially children when we have tours in here, I like to tell them, like, I can make you a really, really great tasting low butterfat ice cream. And at the same time, I can put a lot of air in a high butterfat ice cream and it'll taste worse than the lower butterfat ice cream. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I always tell them that the big ice cream secret is to ask people not what the butter fat is but how much air do you have in your ice cream i always found that fascinating because <laughs> you see all the people advertising oh this is low fat well it's also super light because there's tons of air in yes it. yeah and you're getting so less so much less product in a half gallon than you do in a, in yeah. a comparable product the extra churned or whatever they call it um, it's a great buzzword but it really means <laughs> you're getting less for your money <laughs> There's a yogurt that my kids like that's called Whipped. Okay. And I won't mention the brand name, yeah. but but it's the same thing. It's like, okay, all that is is it's half as much yogurt, and they blow it up and <laughs> put more air in it. And, you know, and then, uh, honestly, for us, is an education point with our, our customers. Because sure. there's a lot of places that really do focus on um, quantity over quality. Of course. So especially when you're talking, like, soft serve, um, it's easy to pump a lot of air in that and Absolutely. give a giant portion. Well. We'd rather give you a smaller portion that that's got you know less air in it, and yeah. um, you'll be more satisfied, and it's it's uh, you know a higher quality presentation. Not to mention the concentration of flavor, which right. for me I like that impact. I like right. when things really you know pack a punch of whatever they're right. supposed to be. Right. And and to that point too, I mean one of the things we really strive for is to try to use as many natural ingredients as we possibly can. Um, we try to stay away from like artificial colors, artificial flavors. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, I say we try mostly because you know kids like things that are brightly colored, of right? Course. So I mean, we do make some flavors that you know you say, oh my gosh, it's like blue and nothing. Cotton candy or birthday yes, cake, or, you know, something right. like that. Nothing natural comes in that flavor. Certainly but, not. Uh, but you know, like the one I like to point out to people is our mint chip because mm. our mint chip is white. And Which that's near and dear to my heart to have yeah. actual mint flavor and ice cream. <laughs> and yeah, and so we have a lot of people who come in and and don't understand why it's not green, and we have to explain. Well, the only way to make it green is to put in artificial color, and, and we're not going to put in artificial color. So, um, so you know, one a lot of people will say, "Well, all of your ice creams kind of look white," and I'm like, "Well, you know, that's the color of ice cream. Right, <laughs> that's the base. It's cream and cream and sugar and stuff. I mean, come you on. You should be worried if it's purple." <laughs> So, I do know, so you do make a lot of flavors here. We do. Uh, how do you end up coming up with your new flavors? Because I see flavors rotating fairly often. Yeah, so, I mean, we do have some seasonal favorites. So, certainly, uh, different times of the year, we, we 
bring back certain flavors that are favorite. So, you know, coming into the fall, you know, pumpkin will be hot. Of course. Uh, apple pie will be hot. I always joke, though, that um, it's amazing how seasonal some of the flavors are. So starting mid-September through Thanksgiving, we won't be able to keep pumpkin in stock. People will buy pumpkin all day. The day after Thanksgiving, I couldn't give it away. <laughs> it's amazing how seasonal it is. But, um, but you know, so we have some of that is just seasonal. Some of it is uh, standard, so we do have flavors that we carry all the time. Of and then um, some of them are just experimental and fun, right? So uh, we look for inspiration in lots of different places. Um, you know, we're fortunate that... Uh, Rochester is a great food town, so there's lots of local inspiration. Um, at the same time, there's really interesting things going on in other parts of the country when it comes to artisan ice cream. So it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. So we, you know, we do a lot of benchmarking. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I find a colleague that's traveling, I say, "Oh, go to the such and such ice cream place and check mm-hmm. out their flavors." Right. So uh, we do quite a bit of benchmarking, and then some of it's just creativity. So coming up with the ideas on our own and, and figuring it out. We recently did a, um, a series of tasting events last, uh, last year, September through June, where we focused on different regions of the world. We called it Around the World in Decadence. Mm. And um, every tasting event focused on a different uh, country or region. Oh, that's really, and, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, and then what we were able to do is we drew inspiration for the ice cream flavors from traditional desserts in those countries. So Small batches. and Small batches. Um, for example, uh, around Christmas we did a, a Scandinavian tasting event. And so we developed an ice cream around Norwegian Kroken, which is a very traditional Scandinavian dessert. Okay. Um, obviously, there's other ones. We did an African tasting event. Oh, very cool. And we did a uh, Coop Mount Kenya, which is a mango ice cream with uh, rum-infused pineapple and pistachios. Oh, that's a great idea. So just trying to you know, draw that inspiration from yeah. other parts of the, the world and bring it to Fairport, I guess. <laughs> So what's your most popular flavor day-to-day? You know, the, is yeah. it just the typical vanilla and chocolate? or So vanilla is always a winner, right? Yeah, of I course. mean, vanilla is, um, you know, I think the studies show that, like, the vast majority of ice cream sold anywhere is vanilla. Yeah. So it is one of our top sellers. Um, but I would say the ones that give vanilla a run for their money here at Moonlight are um, our sea salt caramel. Which, which is, is dynamite, yeah. Yeah, it's a sea salt with pecans in it. Um our espresso with English toffee is a another one that's very popular, especially if people like coffee. Um, the Norwegian Kroken that I just mentioned has mm-hmm. turned out, it, we did it for a tasting event, it's become a, a big hit. So very cool. we have to keep that one in stock. And um, the one that has rabid fans, I would say people who we literally have a wait list. So we call them when we make it, we call them all up and... And if they don't come in right away, it doesn't last long. So <laughs> they know that um, when they get the phone call, they need to come in. Um, is the uh, oatmeal ice cream that we make? You know, I had that a God, it must have been a month or two ago. It was really oatmeal cookie. Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah. it exploded in oatmeal cookie. Yeah, it's uh, it's oats and cinnamon and brown sugar, and the texture is different. It's unique. Absolutely, and you, there's real oats in there. You know. It's oatmeal when you're eating it, which I yeah. can't get enough of. I really like to know what I'm eating, whether it's you know a meat or an ice cream. I want to know. All right, there's oats. oats in there. Yeah. yeah, you can delude yourself into thinking it's healthier, but it's not. 
It certainly didn't taste healthy, but it tasted fantastic. Yeah, we have that's that one has a lot of fans. I could see that. This, yeah, I mixed it with the uh, the sea salt caramel and you know extra yeah. salt and all the other sweetness. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. But, you know, everybody's got their favorite. I mean, our Maui Waui is a big hit, as is our Mango Django. Um, the Mango Django's got a raspberry swirl. It's Anything a f- with a rhyme in it, apparently. Mango Django, it. Maui Waui. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned your, your espresso ice cream, which uh, I read is a partnership with Joe Bean Coffee, which... We do use Joe Bean Espresso yeah. when we make it, so we... Um, we brew their Acumante espresso mm-hmm. and uh, use that to make the ice cream. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Joe Bean. It's my coffee hangout, and it's uh, <laughs> always nice to see local partnerships in one way or another. They've been a good a good partner with us. Um, we've been using their products for several years, um, not just for our, our ice cream, but also for our coffee bar. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're great. Well, not only that, I saw you also work with um, local winery, right, for your... Wine, is it a wine sorbet or is it we, ice cream? We do both a wine sorbet and a wine ice cream. Um, we've done a couple of wine sorbets, and we work with Casa Larga oh, very on cool. those. Um, we make a raspberry Riesling sorbet, which is oh. really outstanding. Yeah. Um, people, uh, when we, that's another one when we make it, people, <laughs> it doesn't last long because people come in for it. But, um, but yeah, that's probably the, the most popular wine one that we do. So you mentioned on your website um, about... You have missions as a business. Usually, restaurants and ice cream shops are pretty much serving great food and stuff. But you right. specifically took the time to write out missions for you know environmental employees, community issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk a little bit, a little bit about that because it seems like a big part of your business. It is, and and um, you know one thing, like I said at the beginning, that uh, Jeff and I focused on when we started Moonlight was figuring out how we could do this in a way that role modeled behaviors that we'd like to see more businesses do. Um, so we basically developed a three-part mission statement. Our mission statement includes a product mission around all the things that we just talked about, high quality, artisan experience, um, high-end products. Um, we have an economic mission, and that um, economic mission really centers on teaching the young people in our community what it's like to have a job and teaching them a little bit about uh, how difficult it is to be successful in business and and what it takes. Um, They're actually getting a really good lesson in that right now because our college-bound seniors are in the process of planning their scholarship day. Uh, So they're learning firsthand what it takes to plan just one day (laughs) in the life of Moonlight. They have to do the schedule. They have to do the advertising. They have to do all the, the special features that they're putting together for the event. So... Um, that's a good step beyond just serving ice cream because a lot of a lot of kids in the summer get a job serving ice cream. Right. But actually giving them a chance to do a bit more, that responsibility is, I grew up in a small business, and yeah. it's that kind of experience is really priceless when you can respect the work that goes into these businesses. You know, it's, it's always interesting because I think in, you can talk to these ladies here in a little bit about it, but I think one of the things that they realize is that it, you know, there's a lot of dimensions to making a business run successfully, right? No doubt. Um, when I give uh, field trips to young young people, um, elementary school kids, uh, one of the things we talk about are all the different kinds of jobs you could have in a place like Moonlight Creamery, and you know, those jobs translate whether you're in a small business or in a you know a business that's got you know a couple hundred thousand people in it. 
sometimes there's whole departments doing these jobs, mm-hmm. and in a small business, it might be one person doing five jobs, sure. right? So we talk about um, marketing and supply chain and logistics and manufacturing and research and, research and quality control and customer service and Absolutely. IT support and <laughs> finance and accounting and you know you name it and public relations. So. Um, yeah, and, and I think with our scholarship day that we do once a year for the um, for the graduating seniors, um, they learn that you know just to do that for one day you have to put a lot of effort and time into it. So how do you uh, how do you scale that to run your own business? And then the the last part of our mission statement was on the the social mission, and that was around are there ways that we can use this. Um, as a vehicle to do something good for the community here in Fairport. Uh, both uh, Jeff and I are, are longtime Fairport residents. I grew up here. Um, Jeff uh, didn't grow up here, but has lived here for, for a very long time. And uh, we both have kids that are going through the Fairport Public Schools. So we thought this would be a, an excellent opportunity to you know, do something fun for the community as well. And um, hopefully we're, we've been successful in that. We like to think that we're doing our part, so um, that's a big part of the mission as well. Very cool. So, you know, we talked a little about the um, outlandish, you know, more extreme ice cream flavors. Um, I'm always interested in ones that that just don't work at all. Oh, the I've bombs! Had a, yeah, We've had, had a few bombs. I was going to say I've had a few <laughs> that were just really bad. I won't again. I won't mention the place. I had a. Not salt. here, I hope. No, no, this was in. We uh, try to catch them before they leave R and D. So. Well, I think this, this place traffics in more extreme flavors. I had a salt and pepper ice cream. Oh. That didn't taste like have any sugar in it at all. It was salty and peppery, and that was it. Was it a local place? No, no, this was out in San Francisco. Humphrey Slocum. Yes, it certainly was. Yeah, Humphrey Slocum. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Really interesting. You know, they're they're an interesting. No, they're edgy, right? Extremely so, edgy. Um, but I will say, you know, we've had some success with a few of their flavors, trying to replicate it. Sure. We we tend to do our our own twist on it, because, right? Which is for the best. Well, it's not only for the best. It's also, you know, we know our market, mm-hmm. and like I, I like to tell people. It might be cool to think you can go in and get a balsamic salt and pepper <laughs> radish ice cream or yeah. whatever they have, you know. Oh, sure. But at the end of the day, our clientele will like to talk about that, but they're going to order mint chip, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, which it's, is a fair point. It's as cool as some of the stuff that they're doing. Um, you know, I I, I, uh, I admire their success and, and I wish them well, but it's. And it's the right environment for something like that. Right. If I was in, you know, I think they're in the, the Mission District or they something. They certainly are. In, in San Francisco. Yep. Um, very interesting things. I mean, another uh, high-end ice cream place that gets a lot of renown is in Columbus, Ohio. It's called Jenny's. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I've, I've heard a lot about them. Yeah, she's doing really well. Um, extremely well. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, she's, she's having success I, I only hope to attain someday. But sure. You know, it's interesting there. I mean, her clientele tends to be very much on the, um, you know, big focus on, on you know, the, the hand-picking of the mm-hmm. vanilla bean in the exact plantation in Uganda, and, sure. <laughs> which is great. You know, that's absolutely great. It's but a very it, high-end clientele, too. The prices are they're not cheap. Exactly. And it's, it's you know, it's all shipped mostly, mm-hmm. and it's... 
it's not cheap to ship ice cream. No, no, you know, it'll cost you $100 <laughs> just to ship it. Absolutely. We've had people ask every once in a while, and I say, you know, I'd love to do it for you, but you really don't want me to do that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess that said, I mean, both of those have slightly different models than us. We have to tune our stuff to this market. Of course. And, we, and we're able um, to do some of the more creative things. But also being mindful that most people want mint chip, right? right. So, um, so you know, we have our own our, our own kind of um, more interesting flavors like honey lavender, and actually, I think they're probably down there now making lemongrass ginger. Um, yeah, and that, those are those are easy departures mm-hmm. for people because you can say you know honey lavender. Lavender is a great ingredient for right. for ice creams. It's got it's very floral. It's and mm-hmm. if you can just get past the fact that it's lavender yep it's a very enjoyable flavor it absolutely is um but back to your original question which yes. is on the bombs yes. right so i uh, love bombs so you know we've had some success with um some of the more edgy things that that some of these other places are doing um the uh we try to contain the bombs to small batches in um and try not to get them up in the store. Although, really, at the end of the day, uh, one of the big lessons that we've had as as producers of ice cream is that just because I don't like it, and just because my business partner doesn't like it, doesn't mean you don't like it. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we'll we'll sometimes swing for the fences and say, well, just because you know we don't really like this, let's let's try it up in the store and see what the customers say. And every once in a while, you'll find that. That you know, we were wrong, right? It's amazing. It, it turns out that everybody likes it. A good example of that is I made a um, a small batch for one of our tasting events. I made a um, a beet ice cream. Oh, okay. And it was a beautiful color. Absolutely. It was bright red, and it had uh, poppy seeds in it. But it was made out of beets. Yeah, of course. I've never eaten a beet in my life. <laughs> and it tasted like beets. Of course it did. And if you like beets, it was a great ice cream. People yeah. who liked beets really liked it. But it wasn't something that I would have ever said, oh, yes, let's try this beet ice cream, right? Right, very sugary, a little bit of dirt taste. <laughs> but for those that like like that dirt flavor, it's exactly. um, it's very refreshing, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to take a pause for a second, sure. and we'll be back. And we're back. After that short break for you, longer break for me. Um, so you mentioned before you're selling chocolates and coffee and other, you know, a lot of different things, really. Um, any new directions you're going when it comes to non-ice cream foods? Um, not really. I mean, our primary focus is ice cream, and that's um, yeah. and that's where we want to keep the focus. I mean, our, our bigger goal at this point is to expand... Um, the reach so um, we have some wholesale accounts we're really trying to build the wholesale business oh, very cool. and work with other local restaurants so um, that tends to be more the direction we're going in than yeah. expanding the menu at this point yeah and I know a lot of places are looking for that either custom touch or that local feel so it's uh, probably a good fit nowadays it is absolutely so I did notice you, you guys are doing, you do a lot of homemade stuff. You also do some out of, um, so what is it, Gif- Gifford's ice cream out of Maine? That's out of Maine, of- yeah. We do a few flavors, although um, we're really trying to work our way out of doing that. Yeah. Um, the main reason was always, or is, that um, 
we're just capacity constrained. I mean, we have day jobs, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, especially this time of year, it's hard to keep up with supply. Mm-hmm. But um, we're increasingly just kind of switching over to all our own stuff. So. Well, that's good. I mean, it's yeah. not to say the stuff's... I've had a, lot, I've had a number of those as well, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, yep. uh, it's a very good product. It is. It's a great product. It's a small family-owned business out of Maine. Um, small by most company standards, much bigger than us. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're good people, and they've always been willing to work with us on different things. So it's good, and it's always good to aspire to do your own thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. So, so ice cream shop obviously takes a lot of your time outside of work. It's okay with the noise. Yeah, so that in the background would be blenders. Yeah, hopefully they're <laughs> almost done with those. So. Yeah, I know that's part of the deal when you're in the middle of a business. <laughs> um, so I usually like to ask people about what they like for food. I mean, where do you, since we're a food-based podcast, mm-hmm. um, what are your favorite places to go eat out in Fairport or Rochester or anything like that? Oh, gosh. Um, let me think what would be my favorite. I mean, I'm trying to think of something that isn't the ones that everybody says is their favorites, right? Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's alright. There's nothing wrong with that. Alright, so, you know, my kids love dinosaur. They of love course. dinosaur. Sure. Um, I really like Jasmine's Asian Fusion up in Webster. Oh, okay. Um, it's a small Asian Fusion restaurant. Never had a bad meal there. It's great. Very cool. Um, trying to think where else we like to go as a family. Uh, we like Mulcaroni's right here in Fairport. It's an Irish pub. Um, I don't know. We eat a lot of Bill Grace cheeseburgers too. So. Well, it is Rochester after all. So, and there's no, yeah, kids love Bill Grace. That's for sure. World's greatest cheeseburger. <laughs> so, I'm gonna say, ice cream wise, I mean, this has been at least for me, it was a nice thing to find a local place really focusing on being local in a lot of ways, um, and. I don't know, it was for, for me as an engineer, it was kind of inspiring to see somebody doing, uh, <laughs> uh, when I saw that on the website, I was like, you can really do a lot outside of that. Yeah. Because it, it is a demanding job. Absolutely. Uh, so, I think that's about all I had to cover today. Um, I'd like to thank you for your time. And so sure. It's interesting to learn more about this. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm happy to answer any questions and there's something um, we didn't cover and you want to come back to it just let me know and we can sounds good well we're going to take a quick break and uh, I think we're going to come back with uh, some people from the scholarship program yeah did you want to talk to them yeah sounds good we'll grab them in a minute and uh, we'll be back fantastic so I lied I'm not talking to scholarship people again Um, Heidi thought of another thing to talk about uh, um, one of their events yeah one of our um our biggest charity fundraiser of the year we're really excited when we do this um every february but the first uh february first saturday in february every year we celebrate eat ice cream for breakfast day and um you know this past year we did it as a fundraiser for the make-a-wish foundation but Mm -hmm. in the past we've done it for the wilmot cancer center uh, the american red cross and other charity events um the charity organizations the reason I thought this would be a really uh, great thing to tell your um, listeners about was that uh, the story itself has a great local Rochester backstory. So this is a holiday 
that it is literally now celebrated all over the world. There's people who celebrate this, quote, holiday as far away as China, Israel, um, all over Europe. Interesting. But it started in Arundaquite. Really? It is Rochester's own holiday. Very cool. Back in the um, 1960s, a woman named Florence Rappaport in Arundaquite was trying to figure out something to break up the long winter for her kids. And uh, she invented Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast. <laughs> and it was the first Saturday in February, and the only rules are that you have to eat ice cream for breakfast. Seems like that would be part right? of the holiday, I would imagine. And they celebrated this every year, and as the family got older and grew up and moved away, the news of this holiday sort of spread. So um, now it really literally is all over the world. But um, we were very fortunate because the first year that we did it, we had heard about it from another ice cream parlor in St. Louis. And they had said, <laughs> who's doing something for eat ice cream for breakfast day? And we said, well, what is this thing? So we started researching it, and lo and behold, we found out it was here. Right, somebody from St. Louis telling you about a Rochester, exactly. uh, Rochester holiday. Exactly. So we, um, we had a very small event that year, but it got picked up in the Democrat and Chronicle. And the uh, woman who was the inspiration for the holiday when she was a child read about it in the newspaper, and then she came in. So we met her, and then from there it's kind of grown every year. So um, this past year we raised um, over $1,300 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. And it's, you know, it's in February. It does exactly what Mrs. Rappaport wanted 50 years ago, which was how do you break up the long winter for, <laughs> for your stir-crazy kids. Yeah. So we will literally have a line out the door from, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning until noon with people getting ready to eat ice cream for breakfast. That is a really cool story. Yeah, and uh, we're really excited about it. It's, every year it gets bigger, every year it gets better. Um, this past year we had a lot of, we always do breakfast-themed ice creams. Oh, good. So we do like a maple bacon ice cream. We do um, the oatmeal ice of cream, course. of course. That actually came out of eat ice cream for oh, breakfast. Really? But it's such a hit that we have to have it year-round. Um, cool. This past year we did a Parisian breakfast, which was a, a raspberry ice cream with toasted brioche in it. Oh, um, that sounds good. And then, you know, with a nod to our friends in San Francisco that we were talking about, mm -hmm. we did uh, a version of their secret breakfast ice cream, which has uh, bourbon and cornflakes in it. Oh, very cool. And that was very popular. So, See, since I'm a, I'm a crazy person, I'm like, how can you make scrambled eggs into ice cream? Scrambled eggs? I don't know about the scrambled eggs, but... I don't know. The bacon works really well. The bacon <laughs> works really well. We candy the bacon and... Oh, I do love bacon and sweet things. Sell a lot of it, so... Uh, that one's, you know, a lot of fun. And we also did, um, actually this year, kind of expanding the menu a little bit, we did uh, donut ice cream sandwiches. So we got donuts from Donuts Delight, sliced them in half, put a big old scoop of ice cream in them, and oh, those were good. I think that would work. <laughs> I think they might, hit, they might hit the sweet tooth a little bit. So every year we do it. So uh, look forward to seeing you next year on Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, it's a great idea, and it's um, always good to do something for charity. So. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, this time we're going to pause and then uh, be back in a few minutes with, uh, what did we say, the scholarship day? Is that yeah, the scholarship our scholarship day, day is uh, this coming Thursday, August 1st, and it's uh, an annual um, event that we do for our graduating seniors where they get to um, basically plan the entire day themselves and raise money towards their college education. So Sounds good. Well, back in a couple minutes with them. And, um, All right. Thanks. 
Alright, so I'm here with one of these scholarship day people, which means you are a senior in high school? Just graduated, yep. Just graduated. And what is your name? Jesse Werzer. Okay, and I'm assuming Fairport High School? Yes, Fairport, yep. Fairport High School. What's the mascot? Sorry, the mascot? the mascot, yeah. Oh, um, the Red Raider. It's like the pirate thing. We don't really have it out a lot, though, so hence my hesitation. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So I'm not sure why I asked that, but it seemed pertinent at the time. So scholarship day, what is that for you? Um, Well, basically what we're doing is that day, um, the owners, very generously, they give us a day when all of the profits that we bring in go towards us. Um, There's three of us this year, three Mm -hmm. seniors, so we divide them up and we can use them for college expenses. So we wanted to come up with a theme that would bring people into the ice cream shop. Um, And so we came up with a superhero theme. And so it's Super Scooper Day. Very cool. Uh, We're going to have a dunking booth where you dunk the villain. I think our manager is dressing up as a villain. Do you have a villain picked out yet? Um, He has something going. I don't know. He has a costume. He already figured it out. Yeah, he's a costume whiz. So it'll be fun. But we're all dressing up as kind of our college superhero so like okay. our college shirt wherever we may be going and then um like different you know masks or tights and stuff like that gotcha so. and where are you going to i'm college? going to notre dame next year notre dame wow <laughs> very cool i'm excited <laughs> so this is this thursday this thursday august yeah. 1st mm-hmm. and have you seen this go on before here? I actually find- haven't, um, okay. because, I mean, I just started working here um, in this winter. Okay. But, and I've come, you know, to some other events before I worked here, like the ice cream for breakfast day and oh, stuff sure. like that with my family. But um, I didn't know they did a scholarship day, so we're having fun planning it. It's a lot of work, though, and it's, you know, getting down to the wire, so yeah. <laughs> lots of things need to fall into place. I say, what's been the biggest challenge with doing an event from scratch basically um well basically like we have a really nice space here that people love so it's a challenge to like we want to decorate that and we don't want to do just you know half of the job we want it to be fully done up and you know look professional so that's been difficult um you know we both we all have busy schedules the three girls um but our manager's really helpful and it's been a challenge but in a fun way okay so what's been the biggest surprise in scheduling essentially an event for, I don't want to be so serious, but, you know, an event for your future, you know, with all um, that stuff? It was, it's stressful figuring out how many people you need to cover okay. um, for the crowd, which I always am amazed with. We have like a scheduling program here that does mm-hmm. our scheduling um, along with our, you know, our managers and our owners, but... It always amazes me that they know how many people to put on, you know, on a Tuesday at 5 versus right. on a Saturday at, you know, 9 o'clock. So that's been a challenge. Um, all of our coworkers have stepped up and they volunteer their time to come in oh, and awesome. work that day, which is really cool. Um, and it's amazingly generous of them. So it's a challenge figuring out when they, you know, they send us a message and they say, what time do you need me? And you're like, what time is it going to be busy? What time do you need people scooping, doing this, doing that? So sure. that's been um, an interesting challenge, I think. Absolutely. So, what's the best part about working at Ice Cream Shop? Um, well, there's a lot of good parts of it. <laughs> Here, it's the people I work with, honestly. Um, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, I just love my coworkers so much. Well, it does help a lot. Yeah. I've, I've, you work in jobs that are, you don't have the right people. It's exactly. just going to be miserable regardless of how good yeah. a job it is. Yeah, it's been, I mean, I love it because people who come in here are generally happy because they're getting ice cream so you know you interact with really really great people all the time and it's cool to get um 
I didn't picture getting like regulars, you know, people that oh, yeah. I would know their order, they would know my name, you know, they'll be like, good luck at school. And you do, you get these people that come in and like, they know me, they know me by name. And that's really cool, especially in such a small town. Yeah, so I'm assuming you grew up in Fairport. Yes, yeah, I grew up, I mean, I live like 10 minutes from here, so it's it's been cool to, to see that, I guess. Excited to leave? Oh, um, mixed feelings. It's finally starting to set in. Minor panic attacks away. every yeah. once in a while, like, oh, you know, not ready, so... <laughs> Well, best of luck with scholarship day Thank on you. Thursday. I'm going to try to have this up before then. So, awesome. Um, best of luck, and then uh, best of luck at Notre Dame in the fall. Thank you. All right. All right, guys, that's the end of our podcast, and uh, thanks for tuning in.